Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be sitting with the second chapter of the second book of The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. So find a comfortable seat, take a deep breath, and make your heart ready to receive these words. These proficients have two kinds of imperfection. The one kind is habitual, the other actual. The habitual imperfections are the imperfect habits and affections that have remained all the time in the spirit and are like roots to which the purgation of sense has been unable to penetrate. The difference between the purgation of these and that of this other kind is the difference between the root and the branch, or between the removing of a stain which is fresh and one which is old and of long standing. For as we said, the purgation of the sense is only the entrance and beginning of contemplation, leading to the purgation of the spirit which, as we have likewise said, serves rather to accommodate sense to spirit than to unite spirit with God. But there still remain in the spirit the stains of the old man, although the spirit thinks that is not so, neither can it perceive them. If these stains be not removed with the soap and strong lie of the purgation of this night, the spirit will be unable to come to the purity of divine union. These souls likewise have the hebetomentis, deadening of the mind, and the natural roughness which every man contracts through sin, and the distraction and outward clinging of the spirit, which must be enlightened, refined, and collected by the afflictions and perils of that night. These habitual imperfections belong to all who have not passed beyond the state of the proficient. They cannot coexist, as we say, with the perfect state of the union through love. To actual imperfections, all are not liable in the same way. Some whose spiritual good is so superficial and so readily affected by sense fall into greater difficulties and dangers, which we described at the beginning of this treatise. For, as they find so many and such abundant spiritual communications and apprehensions, both in sense and in spirit, wherein they oftentimes see imaginary and spiritual visions, for all these things, together with other delectable feelings, come to many souls in this state, wherein the devil and their own fancy very commonly practice deceptions upon them. And as the devil is apt to take such pleasure in impressing upon the soul and suggesting to it the said apprehensions and feelings, he fascinates and deludes it with great ease, unless it takes the precaution of resigning itself to God and of protecting itself strongly by means of faith, from all these visions and feelings. For in this state, the devil causes many to believe in vain visions and false prophecies and strives to make them presume that God and the saints are speaking with them, and they often trust their own fancy. 
And the devil is also accustomed in this state to fill them with presumption and pride so that they become attracted by vanity and arrogance and allow themselves to be seen engaging in outward acts which appear holy, such as raptures and other manifestations. Thus they become bold with God and lose holy fear, which is the key and the custodian of all the virtues. And in some of these souls... So many are the falsehoods and deceits which tend to multiply, and so inveterate do they grow, that it is very doubtful if such souls will return to the pure road of virtue and true spirituality. Into these miseries they fall because they are beginning to give themselves over to spiritual feelings and apprehensions with too great security when they were beginning to make some progress upon the way. There is much more that I might say of these imperfections and of how they are more incurable because such souls consider them to be more spiritual than the others. But I will leave this subject. I shall only add, in order to prove how necessary for him that would go farther, is the night of the spirit, which is purgation, that none of these proficients however strenuously he may have labored, is free at best from many of those natural affections and imperfect habits, purification from which we said is necessary if a soul is to pass to divine union. And over and above this, as we have said already, inasmuch as the lower part of the soul still has a share in these spiritual communications They cannot be as intense, as pure, and as strong as is needful for the aforesaid union. Wherefore, in order to come to this union, the soul must needs enter into the second night of the spirit, wherein it must strip sense and spirit perfectly from all these apprehensions and from all sweetness, and be made to walk in dark and pure faith which is the proper and adequate means whereby the soul is united with God, according as O.C. says in these words, I will betroth thee, that is, I will unite thee with me through faith. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.